Hey guys, welcome back to The Way. We are joined with the beautiful Celia and Michelle. The beautiful Michelle. <laughs> we'll be talking about godly femininity today, which is an absolutely amazing topic and we cannot wait to dive into it. But I think what we should do is head onto the streets and ask some questions and see what you guys have to say first. What does it mean to be a Christian woman? Knowing Jesus as your lover and the only thing that's actually going to satisfy you and like knowing your identity in Christ instead of knowing your identity like of the world. I think this is a question I always ask is like Jesus, which is kind of funny to ask, but like if you were me, a woman, what would you be doing today? And I think that's it, just me being myself. Again, I think so much comes from the Bible of how to live, who to be, who God has called us to be. Um, to live, oh my gosh. Hang on, we might need to pause for a second. How to live. <laughs> I think also something about modesty and purity. Today women are um, using so much of their body to like get attention. But something about being modest and pure is something that God has called us to be um, and to be a woman of God, um, to lead other women into faith and to Christ. Yeah, there's lots of women in the Bible, you know, that are amazing. And so we should model after that too. Biblical womanhood and like, it's just like honestly purity. Like I think ultimately being a woman and a Christian woman is just about, yeah, just living a holy and consecrated life but honestly just knowing and understanding that we are pure and that no one can steal that from us because we were made holy and blameless and ultimately like our purity is the most beautiful thing about us. We are like reflections of God in that way of like he desires intimacy, he desires relationship, he's a jealous God, he is beautiful and so we carry all of those things as women and so yeah just like stewarding that and not um letting the enemy attack those because the enemy most like attacks women in relationships and like will create jealousy and bitterness between women. When you were younger, did you have like a female role model that you looked up to? Mm. Um, yeah, like as a teenager. Mm. I would say the main person I had was obviously my mum. Um, shout out to your mom. Shout out to mum, mumsy, <laughs> you're amazing. But also I had a lot of like other women around me from church that were like my mentors and my leaders and like my youth group leaders or mm. people like that, or even like my friends really, that would like walk with me um, on my journey. But also I did have a little bit of a phase in between my teenage years, like my older teenage years where I was just a bit rogue and I took a step back from the church in general. And I think, that was when I realized that having women around me that really love the Lord is so crucial and mm. so important growing up as like a Christian woman or a woman that loves the Lord or like, you know, who wants to mature in their faith. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like particularly your mum, like what characteristics or attributes did mm. you see like when you were growing up and you thought, yeah, I kind of want to be like this? Oh, there's so much to say. Like growing up, my mum was a single mom um for yeah and like just the selflessness that she had mm. and how she's just willing to drop everything at any moment to tend to either my brother or, or I mm. and watching that just her strength 
like how her hope is in the Lord and her trust is in the Lord, no matter the situation, however sticky things might be. She's like, no, I trust the Lord in every situation, in every circumstance. So like yeah. having that as a role model really just like inspired me so much. Like, wow, women, when they trust the Lord, it's actually so beautiful mm. and so powerful. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. But. No, <laughs> yeah. I relate so much. Like my mom was the main like carer for me and my brother growing up and seeing the way like you said that they drop everything for their children it like really inspired my heart like not just for when I have children one day but for my friends like for my other family members like I want to show up for people the way that my mom's shown up for me yeah and I think that is the heart of God like God shows up for us he mm. will drop everything for us you know that um scripture where Jesus says that he'll leave the 99 to go tend to mm. the one I feel like that was my that is my mom's heart yeah. and it sounds like that's your mom's heart as well um, which is a lot, especially when like you have your own children to raise, you have family commitments. Like mm. I remember there was a point where my mom went back to university when I was like in primary school. So she had to do that. And she was taking care of her mom who was staying with us for a bit, my grandmother and taking care of us. It's mm. like, she was spinning so many plates. Yeah. But yeah, I can't, I can't remember a moment where she didn't show up for me. Mm. And like now that I'm an adult, you know, juggling work, mm -hmm. juggling friendships, juggling like being at church and showing up. I want to still be that person that people can say, no, I've, I can't remember a moment where she didn't show up for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's God's heart. Yeah, hundred percent. Like just, oh, I just love the selflessness. Mm. And like, I don't know. I just feel like it radiates a lot of the fearlessness and like just the power that they have in terms of like, I trust the Lord and that's what I'm going to stand on. And that's just... Oh, I find that so beautiful, really mm. beautiful. Have you always like valued female mentorship? Because I remember you saying that there was a point where you stepped away from church and you were like, Rogue Shelley, you know, Rogue Shelley. <laughs> Shelley was yeah, Rogue. rogue. <laughs> um, <laughs> the little laugh of camera's crazy. Um, but yeah, in your Rogue Shelley era, mm -hmm. um, did you still value like having female role models then as well? I think at the time I just didn't didn't want anything to do with my female like mentors or whatever because I knew that they would like as soon as I would approach them with anything that I was going through they would convict me I would feel conviction mm. at that point because I'd know that they in a loving way would try to like guide me yeah but then I wouldn't want to hear it I would like be like no no I'm sorry none of that I want to do whatever I want to do but then it was after when the Lord I became, I came back to the Lord. You came home. Prodigal daughter came Prodigal back daughter. home. <laughs> right. In that moment was when I realized my mum was there and my mentor, like female mentors around me immediately covered me when I was like, I need you guys' help. Like that vulnerability to like learn and receive wisdom from all these people. Like, yeah, they were just, they covered me immediately. And that's when I valued it. Right saw the value in it and oh like they would be they would always be like oh I've, I was been I've been praying for you for like this whole time that you stepped away from church I've been praying for you and like that just showed me so much of like how these guys love me mm. and like yeah I think oh wow no it's reflecting true. on that right so many things are coming to the surface I can't lie like um what you were saying about um like your mum being there for you mm. and like all your female mentors were being there to like rally around you when you came to them. I think when I was younger, um, I definitely had a lot of like resentment towards 
like female friendships and women, which we'll probably get onto in a bit. But mm. when I went to, I went back home this summer, I went to St. Lucia for my great aunt's 100th birthday, which wow, is actually big, a sleigh. Oh, grandma. Big sleigh, it was a sleigh. And then um, when I went into the church service, um, the priest was up and he gave like a little speech about my great aunt. And he said one of the like notable and noble characteristics about her is that she's a prayerful woman and how um, she had like, I can't remember how many children she had, but she had a lot of kids. And then her husband died really early um, in their lives. I think he went out on a boat or went to sea and then never came back home, which was really common in those days. Like it happened all the time, mm. but they always talked about the fact that rather than like remarrying or like finding another husband or somebody else to like make her fulfilled, she just turned to prayer and was like, I'm gonna pour all my energy into my relationship with God mm. and to my relationship with my children. And in our like um, village in St. Lucia, she's like, such a pivotal person like she's such a pillar of the community mm. like so many people came forward and were given testimonies about like how she's helped them like she's given them food or like um looked after their children and it really made me think about how important it is to have older like female mentors yeah, spiritual mentors in your life yeah. and like i just want to be like her like mm. i want people to look at my life and speak as mm. highly about me as they spoke about her mm. um it really inspired me like to be mm. a pillar and be like a woman that people can look up yeah. to and, and see jesus and see um his love reflected mm. um women have so much love to give like even in society like we're seen as like maternal figures like mm. very very loving mm. um but i think there's there's a beauty in that and i think if we press into that with jesus at the center i think we can be used to heal a lot of people mm. Um, and I think seeing that definitely helped me on my journey of healing um, and being able to forgive like a lot of women that have wronged me. Yeah, I really love that. Like Jesus was known to be gen gentle and lowly mm. and your grandma's approach to that situation. Great aunt, just have to clarify. Great, great aunt. <laughs> <laughs> the approach that your great aunt had was gentle and very much lowly lowly way like she could have easily like broke out and like in aggression yeah. and been angry and held resentment but she chose to not do that and like I think that's so beautiful because there's there's so much vulnerability in choosing that option but there's so much like beauty that comes out of that because mm. when you're vulnerable that gives space for other people to, to question like what is going on like how is she how is she doing that even though like he's just decided to just completely leave her mm -hmm. and that's that just leaves people with the question okay what is what is the driving motivation behind her being this way and yeah. being like choosing to go to prayer instead of gossip mm. or you know aggression or resentment towards men like what is the reason that's yeah. gonna point to jesus you know mm -hmm. that's so good even what you said about the um the gentle and lowly to me that's an oxymoron like it it doesn't make sense to be both gentle and lowly because to be gentle, like when I think of gentleness, I think of like light, like it's not, it's not, um, it doesn't weigh a lot. Um, but to be lowly to me, it means to go down and to go into like the depths and the, the darkest of places. And that's not an easy thing to do. And I think both of those things mm. on a natural sense, they don't seem like they can relate and be in the same sentence. But in the supernatural sense, I think that is the hardest thing. But yeah, it's what 
God calls us to do, especially as women, like to be gentle in our approach and to be um, to be gentle in our speech, but also to have that same depth mm -hmm. and be able to go to deep places mm -hmm. to allow other people to be vulnerable as mm -hmm. well. Um, I love what you said about vulnerability. I believe vulnerability is a gift. I believe vulnerability mm -hmm. is something that you can give out freely, but it's also mm -hmm. something that you can uh, allow people to give to you in like a safe space. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to strive to be somebody that can allow people and give people permission to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. um, especially in our society where like we're told to like, have it all together. Yeah, yeah. And like, don't show emotion and like, oh, just brush it off. Like you'll be okay. But actually no, like there is time to be gentle, but there is also a time to be lowly, to go down and, and really journey with people. And as women, I think it's important to give yeah. each other space to do that. Yeah. And going off of that, I really believe that we are co-equal in front of Christ. And there's like differences in men and women, um, but strengths that we can bring to each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is there like, what does the Bible say about this? Well, in Second Corinthians, it talks about how we are new creation in Christ, but the, that term is not gender specific. It means anyone that comes to Christ is mm -hmm. a new creation. So we're all equal under God's eyes, because if we all come to Jesus, give our lives to him, believe in him and all that stuff, then he like wipes the slate clean for everyone in the same way. So I mm -hmm. think that shows that we're we're mm -hmm. both equal. Also in like the creation story, like God wasn't satisfied until man and woman were both created. Like right. we were the last things that he made. Mm -hmm. um, again, showing equality. We were made from the same matter. Like Eve was a rib taken from Adam. Like mm -hmm. we were created from the same source. Yeah. Um, again, showing that we're equal. There's so many things. Um, I think in society, this whole like feminist thing, not to like go into it too much, but I think people will look at the Bible or can look at Jesus from an outsider's perspective and be like, oh, your God doesn't champion women or like mm. God doesn't care about women. But actually God wasn't satisfied until both men and women yeah. were created. So mm. to me, I think he does. Um, not just that, but there are so many women that you see in the Bible, especially mm. that rolled with Jesus that were in his like 72 um mm -hmm. who he listened to he healed like he spoke to he sat with he mourned with um when you look at like Lazarus's sisters like he wept with them he mourned with them um God cares about women um and he wants to see us thrive in relationship with him I, I, I strongly believe it oh, sorry I'm, I like feel so emotional right now but wait why I just I don't know just <laughs> the way that God has made us mm. so beautifully together um and it, it actually grieves me and makes me a bit sad that like women can I don't know go the extreme and like want to degrade men because there's there's so much strength within men and women that we can bring together mm. like women literally like <laughs> a rib from Adam and so we we were made to be together like men with their strengths, women with their strengths and coming together and just being this massive, like big power, power system. Literally. Um, so there's, there's strengths in both sides and it's so beautiful and it's so much to bring. Mm -hmm. And it's sad that, that try, I don't know, society's tried to separate the two saying women are better than men, men are better than women. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think. Competition that. vibes. Yeah. No. I think also like for me is the fact that society makes us believe that we're not complete and that we have to chase this next yeah. thing, especially with like beauty standards. Like Ugh. 
like you're not you're not the most attractive unless you wear makeup or you're not yeah. the best looking unless you wear this or do that and it's like there's so much pressure on women to look a certain way and there's so much mm. emphasis on the physical that is really crippling I remember like when I was in my teenage years I did not have any self-confidence I think partly because I was bullied and I was bullied by other girls in school and that like changed my whole worldview on like women I was like no I'll never have female friendships yeah. like after after that happened I was only friends my closest friends were the guys in our year group and like my mum was like oh just be friends with the guys because guys don't gossip guys are not like that like women have all these like almost catty attributes that are bringing you down and so rather than being in those circles be with the guys because they're not about it which honestly was yeah. like so damaging low-key because just because a certain group of people choose to have those characteristics doesn't mean everybody's going to yeah. and I think that was the point at which resentment towards women started to grow in my heart and then like also at the same time dealing with beauty standards it's like oh I don't want to be like women because oh. women gossip and women are mean and women are bullies but then at the same time there's this golden standard of what being a woman is that I need to be like I need to wear all the makeup and do all the things and like look like a woman and have mm. this certain body type like mate my brain was like yeah from one polar to the other like I don't think I had a, a real healthy view of what it meant to be a woman when I was younger, but also because those are not godly sources that I was getting mm. that vision from of what a woman is. Like I was getting it from social media, I was getting it from like music, um, movies, um, influences, celebrity culture, all these things that don't promote God. They just enforce idols. Yeah. And like, it was, that's so unhealthy. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like God really dealt with me this year. Mm. Like he started to turn all those things up and he invited people into my life that I just let them let them heal me like I let God do his thing through them which was so uncomfortable because yeah. I had to lay aside so many biases and mm -hmm. like things from my teenagers that I feel like I was still holding on to even after like being saved and walking with Jesus for a while and it's hard but there's so much beauty that comes from it because then you get to actually live out what he says for you like what his design for you is you actually get to walk that out when you let him heal you from all those like biases and like preconceived things from your teenagers yeah man it's a lot it is a lot and it's so real and it's so yeah it's just how it is it really mm. is and comparison there's a quote i think everyone mate don't that quote it. is giving me ptsd comparison is a stealer of all joy mate do you know the last podcast yeah <laughs> i said that was a bible quote That quote give me PTSD. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Going from like, wow, it's amazing what God's like. Oh, I feel like every woman goes through that. Comparison is horrible and like it yep. should not exist. <laughs> yeah. But it does. And it's so real and it's so hard because you have all of these beautiful women around you and you're comparing yourself thinking that you're not like that and like all of the lies that you choose to believe about yourself that are not true like you're ugly or Man. like oh they look so much nicer than me they're prettier than me oh they they're just so much more outgoing than me like that they can speak to people easily mm. they're this and that and that and that that's not from god mm -hmm. well I anyways I, I wrote this down this morning just kind of reflecting mm -hmm. and I, I wrote down um god specifically designed you 
to be just the way you are and has a beautiful, beautifully unique plan and purpose for your life that you alone can fulfill. Comparison has to fall away. It has no hold on your life. And it is in that moment that you start flourishing in your specific and special walk with the Lord, asking him what he thinks of you. And there will be honest moments where you'll have to like, like with God, where he says something about you to you and you'll not really believe it. Like you're beautiful. Easy mm-hmm. mom. And like, it's that, I think from then on it's like where you have to come with a repentant heart mm. and repent and say, God, I'm sorry for believing these lies and choosing to receive God's truth over you and about you. And I think that's where the healing comes is yep. when you choose to repent and reject whatever the enemy is trying to lie to you about and choose to receive the truth that God's giving you. And like when you start doing that, you just start like you, oh, I had a, an emo- I had a moment um, last night at Life Group. I was sat, um, at the back of the back not the back of the table but to the wall and there was just a table and like everyone was surrounded the surrounding the table and we were talking about generosity but then God all of a sudden just kind of whispered in my heart being like behold my beauty and as Mm. I just looked across the room each face I saw like God's beauty Mm. and like how beautiful like his handprint on each person how he's like actually molded each person in the secret place like (laughs) just Mm. how beautiful everyone is Mm. and that goes to that goes to say for myself too God's made me so beautifully and like fearfully because it it, it literally in the secret place where like it was holy that moment like when he was crafting me Mm. and like it was like God in that moment I was like God yeah okay I see your beauty I see like how we are made in your image. And I, I'm sorry for like thinking that I'm not beautiful, you know? Wow. Um, yeah, I had that moment last night and it was God, wow, God moment. <laughs> Bro, that's inspiring. That's so inspiring. I was at, um, this kind of links, but I was at Bible study yesterday and we were talking about how we struggle to give ourselves grace. Mm. And why is that? Like when we make mistakes or when we miss the mark in our own eyes, we're so hard on ourselves. Like, oh, you didn't get this this one thing right out of the 99 things you had to do. Like, oh my gosh. And I was saying like, yeah, there's an element of unfairness that we give ourselves, but also there's an element of pride Mm. to the fact that like, God, Jesus died on the cross for you, gave out an immense, infinite amount of grace and yet you think you can't forgive yourselves when mm-hmm. God's already forgiven you. Like there's a bit of pride to think that, oh, my standard of forgiveness is way higher than God's. Yeah, um, facts. And like, not to be harsh about it, but I also think with the beauty thing, like are we almost a little bit prideful in thinking that we're not fearfully and wonderfully made? Although God says that we are like, mm-hmm. cause he's created us to yeah. be perfect. Yeah. Even at like the end of creation, like when he, after he created man, he said, oh, and it was very good, but everything else he just said it was good. Yeah. So like the fact that God says that we are very good, we're fearfully, wonderfully made, all these things. Yeah. And yet we choose to not believe yeah. it. Is it because our beauty standards are higher than God's standards? Like, why is that? And I was, I, w- I was going in a rabbit hole of mm-hmm. like the standards that I've put on myself or the world puts on us in my heart. And I'm like, we got to knock these standards down because yeah. they can't, they can't measure up and take over what the grace that God so freely and mercifully pulls out, like pours out. We can't allow our standards to box us in when God's calling us actually to be free um, in relationship with him. So I was, it just made me think about all that. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like a, a sin to choose to believe the lie mm. than the truth. 
of mm. what God is saying about you, mm. you know, which is pretty deep. Um, yeah, as a single woman, slay. <laughs> Mega slay. <laughs> That's crazy. What, is it, what does godly femininity look like as a single woman? Yeah, I think I had a moment. I'll, I'll make this a little bit personal. I had a moment at our young adults retreat last year in church and we had a panel on um, Christian girls. Or was it church girls? It was called church girls. Um, and I, I was sitting in like my dorm room and I was like, God, I don't want to go to this. I want to go to the one for creatives or I want to go to something else, but just not the church girls. Like, I don't want to do it. And then God is like, no, because the women will speak to you. Like that was what he said. He was like, the women will speak to you. I was like, first of all, why are you shouting? Um, <laughs> so then, why are you shouting? I mean, facts. <laughs> then I went and the talk was really good. Like they talked about like the pressures that like Christian women face, mm. like as being like pastors or whatever. And then there was a moment for us to like pray for each other about anything that came up. And I turned to a friend and I was like to her, sometimes I struggle as like a single woman in the fact that like I'm, quite opinionated I'm quite bold like I um I have like quite a strong character but sometimes I feel like do I have to dumb down my strength so that like to to seem more approachable because mm. I remember speaking to one of my friends and I was like to, it's kind of funny but I was like to him like oh like, why am I why do you think I'm single and he was like because you're t like you're too, not that you're too masculine but like you your your aura in like being sure in who you are and all this stuff and like being quite like just grounded in a way you're like unapproachable because like why would why would a guy think that he can approach that and it made me think like okay mm. so do I have to like change yeah. who I am and I spoke to my friend I told her all this and she was like but God's created both of those sides to you like he's created both of those that both of those things that you're that you you seem to like not know how to juggle he's actually put both of those things in you to completely balance who you are um and to not hate one in favor of the other or to downplay it so that other people may may like you or to appease other people mm -hmm. she was like if you're so con like if you're so comfortable and secure in who you are that's all that matters like you don't have yeah. to swing one way or swing the other way like yeah. you're fine in who you are yeah so i love that healing i literally wrote this down this morning as well oh, yeah? some notes let's quickly read that your identity is rooted and only ever will be truly found in jesus yeah the closer you draw to the lord the more you you're becoming and becoming secure in yourself as a woman insecurities comparison negative self-talk like asking the lord to speak into that Psalm 139 verse 17 where it says how precious to me are your thoughts God how vast is the sum of them mm. like God thinks about you so highly mm. and like has all of these amazing words to say over you so ask the Lord what are these words and that's going to help you with your identity and like grounding yourself in who God says you are instead of yep. comparing yourself to the beauty standards around the world and whatever mm -hmm. what, what do you think no I think that's good I think yeah when i even if i think in the bible of like godly women they all sought the lord like their mm. number one thing is that they had a strong relationship with him they turned to him um that's what we need to do as women like seek the lord like he is supposed to be our number one um 
even like Matthew 6, like seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all other things will be added. Like as women, we can struggle and, and worry about the other things. Like when am mm. I going to get this? Or even with relationships, but actually no, seek him first and all other things will be added. Even um, that scripture in like First Peter 3 that we were talking about, um, we kind of had a moment earlier, we were speaking about it, but it talks about um, the whole like wives submit to your husbands. But the reason why is so that even if they don't know the Lord, your actions and behaviors will draw them to the Lord mm. and that you'll actually be able to guide them. And I think even going into that, a lot of people hear like the whole like wives submit thing and think, oh, God just wants women to be silent. God doesn't care about women. Like women don't have a thought in their brain. That is not what God is saying. Mm. But actually one of the best things about women is the fact that we can actually lead and guide men through our relationship with the Lord. If we reflect Jesus and we seek him as our number one, mm. that can inspire our brothers in Christ to also do the same, you know, sharpening each other like iron. 100%. I think it's beautiful. I think, you know, God's created us with a particular beauty, mm. with a particular nature for a reason. And it's to reflect him, mm. to reflect him. And, and it talks about like purity and all these other things, like just a, a pure faith mm. that just says, Lord, you're my number one. Like yeah. that is so inspiring. And we can help each other yeah. out with that. 100%. Yeah. There's gonna be blind spots at both opposite sides are gonna be struggling with and it's stuff that god's put in us that will help bring that out and help like iron child beside you know mm -hmm. so we're gonna actually answer some questions Come so we asked you guys to submit questions about godly femininity and this is what we got are you ready come on let's on. go does the way a woman dress really matter okay grandma does the way a woman dresses i don't know does the way women dress really matter? Sorry, the the, woman dress that really? was stumbling me. <laughs> but do you get the question I was asking? Okay, cool. What do you think? I personally think context really does matter. Um, you're not going to rock up to church in a bikini, mm. vice versa. Yeah. Right. And I think there's a way of honoring each other with the way that we dress. Doesn't mean you have to dress like a nun, nor does it mean you have to just not be cool and hip and swag. Like you, you can still have style, but also dress modestly. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna wear like a tube top that your boobs are hanging out. And like they will. Your belly's out. That's gonna draw attention. Mm -hmm. And like, you want to honor the like your brothers around you, and you want them to not be thinking about, oh my gosh, like you don't know where minds can run. Facts. And you want to honor each other in that way and love each other. And how best can you do that? Maybe cover up a little. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. I think doesn't Paul talk about like not allowing others to stumble and stuff like that. But then Paul also does talk about how we're Christ's ambassadors and like how we present ourselves, I guess, physically to an extent is how other people are going to see yeah, Jesus. Like how you live your life is going to lead, lead other people to Jesus. And some of that can be damaging. You can lead people to a Jesus that is like is not the real reflection of who Jesus is. And I think like how we dress is definitely a part of that. Like how you dress comes from an inward, your inward relationship expression. with God. Yeah, yeah, it's an outward expression. And that's, mm. yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I think it does matter, but I don't think it just matters to women. I think it matters to everyone. Yeah, like exactly. how you come across to other people will reflect Jesus. Mm. And if what you're wearing in certain contexts maybe isn't appropriate and doesn't align with how Jesus would want you to yeah. live, I think you need to redirect. So that goes for men and women. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think another thing as well is 
like how we were saying, how we dress is like an outward expression of an internal thing. I think sometimes if you're not okay with yourself internally, then that can also come across in how you dress. Yeah. Like for example, maybe like you were saying before, like wearing very revealing clothes because you want attention. But actually if you go to the root of why you want that attention is because you don't feel secure within yourself mm -hmm. internally. And so that then becomes like an outward expression mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, and I think that goes the other way too, from revealing to like overly like just not mm. caring about what you're wearing, not caring, not putting in effort or thinking that you look beautiful in what you're wearing or being confident. It mm. goes for that too. Cause like it can, it can, you can might, you might be struggling with something mentally and your identity and you're like, I, I struggle with it and I don't care. And I don't care what other people will have to say. I'm just going to chuck on anything. Like it does matter because you, it not only does it, um, make you feel great with putting a cute outfit on, but also the way that you're presenting yourself to others. Like it does have an element of being important. Cool, we've got next questions. Then I'm gonna ask you, should a woman pursue a man? Heavy hitter. Heavy hitter, um, Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm really tall on this one though, because I mean, even in the Bible, if you look at the book of Ruth, Ruth's my girl, that's my middle name. But if you look at Ruth, like she literally put herself in the field where Boaz was to bring herself in so that he could see her. So in a way, like that shows intent. Like she was going after Boaz. She wanted to be in relationship with him, um, which could be seen as pursuing. But at the same time, like, the Bible does talk about how like a man leaves his mother and father to go and join with his wife and the two become one and stuff. And it talks a lot about um, men pursuing women as well. So I honestly don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just think maybe context, it depends on the relationship, depends on the guy, yeah. depends on the girl. I yeah. don't know. I and don't I, know think there's, I think there's an element of women's, women's heart and just women mm. who like to be pursued. Mm. Um, next question, what does submission look like practically? Wait, wait, submission in terms of like, what, marriage or submission? I think it can go for either like submission, like holy submission to the Lord, but okay. then also submission to the opposite sex. Okay, I think submission to God is just surrender. I think when you submit, you allow God to do his thing and you um you actually submit to his will and his yeah. ways, not trying to force things or make things happen mm. in your own strength, but actually you lay down your will and you trust God in that his will is perfect yeah. for you. Um, and practically, what does that look like? That looks like when things don't go your way, rather than being frustrated and getting angry and being like, oh, what can I do to make this right? Actually just be like, God, I'm gonna let, let go of this. Yeah. Like if it was if it was meant to be, it would be, and it's yeah. not. So yeah. I'm actually gonna focus on what you have yeah. for me. Um, that's like a practical heart way. I think um, in relationship, what does that look like practically? Um, again, allowing God in, allowing God into your dynamics. If your um, your husband or your partner is saying something, invite God in and be like, okay, God, what do you want? Because your covering is on this covenant type thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do yeah. you think? I wrote down this quick note this morning. It says, allowing him, Jesus, to lead and saying yes to change. That's holy submission. Nice. And then there is... A I was speaking to like my life group leader and she was basically saying there's glory in submission. Mm. Like she's talking in terms of like a marriage context where a woman is submitting under the husband. Um, but then equally, I think both sides submit to each other. Um, but there it's, it's holy and there's, there's glory in it because then like it says in the Bible where women will submit, um, submit to your husbands, honor your husbands, but then also husbands like love your wife as like we all said, the whole Bible 
scripture. But yeah, I basically think that's what it is in a way. Let's go. Let's go. And the final question is, how can we empower other women as leaders? Encouraging each other. I love the culture of our church where encouragement is just chucked about left, right and center. I think Mm. that's building each other up. Um, Yeah, I think that's what we can do with the women that are leading around us, Mm -hmm. encouraging them. Yeah, I think 1 Corinthians 13, um, when it talks about love, it says love is not jealous. That's Mm -hmm. one of the first things it says love is not. And I think in our culture that it encourages women to be jealous of each other, to be catty um, and pull each other down. But actually that is the complete opposite of what Christ's love is. Christ's love is not oh, you can't win because I want to win. Christ's love is actually, you know, how do we both sharpen each other and encourage each other and build each other up? I think as women, we can definitely do that. You know, if you're in church, for example, and you see um, like a woman that's just on fire for God and she wants to like lead a small group, like how do you help her do that? If you um, have a friend that, I don't know, wants to do like public speaking or something, how do you encourage that friend? How do you help them step out? Mm -hmm. I think that's what we do. I think that's what we can do as women. We love each other, but not from a place of jealousy, but from a place of wanting to see each other do as well and shine in our giftings that God's given us. Yeah. Mic drop. And that's the end. (laughs) Is that the end? Last question? Yeah, that was the last question. Amazing. It was good. It was What a great podcast. I loved it. You had so much to bring. So did you. Thank you guys for joining us for this podcast and tuning in. Um, Make sure to join us next week because we'll be talking about social media and shoot through on our Instagram any questions that you guys have. See you next week.